you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth. The opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about. The coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change for a bright future and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. It is an open door to the hidden soul where hope, help, and healing resides. This is episode two of See the Sunrise. I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm recording at Cox Arboretum in Miamisburg, Ohio. And in this episode, we're gonna recenter on Christ as we explore God's majesty through nature. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Mamie Johnson Ministries and like us on Facebook at Mamie Johnson Ministries. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, visit our website at MamieJohnsonMinistries.org. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow us. Now, let's sit back and enjoy God's creation together. Hi, everyone. This week's broadcast is going to focus on Christ. We've been involved in just so many things over this past year. Who would have ever thought that we would be where we are today? I'm sitting here at Cox Arboretum in Miamisburg, Ohio, and it is absolutely beautiful. Um, When I look at it, it, it helps me to understand the creation, who Jesus is, and and the creation and the beauty that God and thought that he put into everything that he created. As I sit here by the lake, as I see the grass, I'm, I'm just excited to share and to tell us, you know, it's been a tumultuous year. Who would have ever thought some of the things that we've experienced so far that we would be where we are today, you know, from city to city, state to state, country to country, nation to nation, we're, we're in a significant um, battle and yet there's beauty all around us and God is telling us to just look just take a look and see all the beauty that I've created and take your mind off of the things that worry you and plague your spirit and set your mind on things above set your mind on Christ and so as I sit here and as we think about recentering ourselves I think today let's let's just talk about recentering ourselves on the creation. You know, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And think of it, he created it out of nothing. And as I sit here and that's why being here at this park is beautiful park where there's all kinds of plant life and beautiful flowers and their array of colors and um you know as I sit under this beautiful shade tree I'm I'm just amazed at the intricacy that God chose to create all things. I can hear the birds as they're chirping in their own individual language. I remember in one of our homes, we had a woodpecker and boy, was that woodpecker making his presence known. You couldn't think about anything else. You could only think about that banging on that tree outside. And I kept thinking, what is that? Who bangs or who drills this early in the morning? And God's creation does. And that woodpecker did not stop until he was tired. 
So when we think about all of the things we're experiencing today, all of the things that we're going through, you know, think of the birds of the air. They don't toil. You know, they don't spin. Uh, we have a robin in our yard currently, and my husband's convinced this robin taunts him. Every time he comes outside, my husband says he comes up to him like he's, he's letting him know that he's in charge. But isn't it interesting how God just takes care of nature? And yet, we worry about things we need not worry about because he considers us higher than the animals and create creatures that he created. He, he thinks of us as part of himself. And you know what? That's exactly right. He did give us part of himself because when he created us out of that lump of clay, that nothingness, I mean, if you look down at the ground and you look at the, the dirt and all of that, he created us out of that. And that he would create us out of that, that nothing, and give us a part of who he is, what a wonderful thing that is, and what a wonderful thing it is to be known as his children. So as we look at nature, we begin to think about, wow, what was God thinking? Was he wanting just the beauty, and did he just want to look at it? He didn't just want to look at it. He, he wanted himself, he wanted someone he could actually communicate through it. God speaks to us through nature. He lets us know that there's beauty in everything. Even in the sad times, we can find something beautiful that God has made. As you see, I'm try I, I really am not going to focus on bad things this week. It's, it's not what we need. What we need is to understand how much God loves us how much he thought about us. And we are the ones that create the, the confusion and the strife that may exist, whether agree or disagree. The bottom line is there is so much love from God that he wants us to take a moment to stop. You know, stop the pace, stop the hate, hate rhetoric, stop, just stop and just take a breath. You know, maybe you need to get up and go out to the park you know, maybe just find a good park bench. If you don't like the sun, bring an umbrella. And, you know, just sit there just for a moment and just take in all of what you see. It includes the things that crawl around, the creepy crawlies you don't like, the spiders, the moths, any, all of that, along with the caterpillars that are waiting to become those butterflies, the algae that sits on the top of the lakes, you know, the, the water, the rustling and the waves of the water, it, it just pulls you in and it makes you be quiet before God. You know, God is, is amazing and he's really, really good. And, you know, you know, I think of the scripture that says, when I look at the heavens and, you know, all of these things that God has done, who is man that you are mindful of him? Why do you even think of us like that? When we've been disobedient, when we've been unloving, when we've been unkind, we've not loved our neighbor as ourselves. we've not sought to understand each other, and yet you still give us a chance to love, and there's nothing like it. So that's why I came to the park this week. I needed to pull away. I needed to reconnect to my center. I needed to reconnect with the presence that abides in me and I know abides in you. It is a presence that brings peace and serenity. It is a presence that brings healing and comfort.
it's a present that quiets the noise all around us. And you know, that noise isn't always outside of our homes. Sometimes that noise is inside of our homes. Sometimes that noise is inside of our own spirits. And God is saying, you can stop just for a moment. And I want to bring you the peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that keeps our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. So as I listen, what I hear are birds chirping. And I know they're probably communicating with each other. Wouldn't it be interesting to know, maybe they're communicating with their creator. Maybe they're just saying thank you. They're well fed. They're able to build their nests from all of the things that lay around. We see dirt and branches. They see homes and comfort. They see a place to lay their eggs, a place to safely lay on those eggs and let them hatch and bring forth new life. That's what God sees in us. He sees broken people and he picks us up and he places us in his home, in his heart. And he gives us a safe place to abide, a safe place to sit, a safe place to call home. It's a place that's loving and beautiful and filled with wonder. Sometimes I want to look from a bird's eyes. Can you imagine what they see? I think that Robin at my home sees my husband. <laughs> he would contradict me, but um, I think that Robin really likes him. He comes all the way up to the deck wanting to communicate with him. And yet my husband is pulling away saying, no, he's taunting me. God's creature is not taunting him. Um, I, I just think that when we look at each individual thing that occurs in nature, what we're seeing is the wonder of God. And the wonder of God is what he wants us to see. As I've been sitting here, one of the things I've thought about is how everything else doesn't matter. Life just seems to have stopped. And I like that. And I think you might like that. To take a moment and stop. To take a moment and breathe. And I have allergies and I'm breathing. <laughs> but I can't, I, I refuse to put that mask on now. I am exercising that social distance, but just to be able to breathe and breathe in nature and breathe in air. And do you know, even as I look at the grass and the trees, God created the air we breathe. Without that, we would not have life. And that's an amazing thought. We don't even think we take so, so much for granted. And God wants us to take the time to look at all of the things that he created to help us survive. The air, you know, we sometimes we, I, when I feel the warmth, I feel like God is embracing us. I feel like he's saying, come, come here, come here, come here. Let me hug you. Let, let me get close to you. Let, feel my warmth, feel my presence. I know it's hot, but just think, I make it so that you're comfortable and warm and that, that, that you're not harmed by the freezing cold. And even in the cold, I make sure you have those things that bring comfort and still provide that warmth. But in the, the, the sun and even in 90 degree heat, the blessings of his presence can be felt in that heat. When I look up at the sun, it's amazing. We can't look directly at it, but we know it's there. We can't see the wind, and we know it's there. And that's like God. 
We can't see him, but we can feel him. I feel him. And I feel him every single day. I feel in him, I feel him directing my path. I feel him lighting the way, showing me the way to a better existence and a better life. And it's not with the things that I've been chasing after. A lot of the time a lot of times we um, run after things that have no value, whether it be a promotion on our jobs or um, trying to gain affluence with our friends or, or family. All that stuff really doesn't matter when in the great scheme of things, it takes me back and memory is good. You know, when Moses always instructed the people to remember, remembering is good because you can see even in bad times, God gets us through and we're able to look back and said, but for the grace of God, but for the love of God, I've, I've been able to get through to the next day, to the next moment, to the next year. When we look back, we see those who have gone and who have died believing in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And what we do, what we get is, is, is comfort in knowing that God says that one day we'll see them again. You know, that, those are comforting things and they're comforting thoughts. You know, everything that was made, God made. He said, without him, nothing that was made was made. Sounds convoluted, but he's just telling us, if you see it, I did it, I made it. And if he made it, uh, and if he's in charge of all things, then we know that um, we don't need to worry. A lot of our worry comes from the need to control. We think we're in control of so, so much. What I have found in life is we control nothing. You know, God allows us to manage and be a part of things, but we don't control anything. And what I have found is that when we surrender to that, when we let go of the thought or the idea that we are in charge, what we find is it, it, it relieves our anxiety because we realize <laughs> that's not my issue. God, did you see that? There's something that needs to be addressed. I need you to take a look at that. What do you want me to do with that? And in the quiet and in the silence, he can speak to us and he can let us know or, and draw us in and let us know what we should or should not be doing. It's as simple as I can be driving along the road and I, it's a way, it's a direction I've always gone. And sometimes God will tell me, don't go that way. And I'm thinking, well, that's the way I always go. You know, we can be argumentative with God. <laughs> I have been. Um, but I say to myself, ah, oh, I'm just going to go that way. And you know what happens? There's a roadblock. And he was trying to tell me to prevent me from having to lose time, waste time, or put myself in a dangerous situation. And so when I find myself quiet, and that's why, again, the whole park idea, the idea of pulling away and getting away from the humdrum of being sitting, you know, maybe you're sitting in your house all day or in the office all day. Get out, take a walk, look up in the heavens, see how vast it is. Look up at the clouds in the sky and that God can hold the reins even with clouds. And you realize, oh gosh, we aren't in control. You've always been in control. What made us think that there was anything that we could do to change our circumstance? You can, and that's who we look to, and that's who we look for. And in our prayers, in my prayers, I thank you, I thank God for everything he's done. I, I thank him even the bad experiences because it teaches me, <laughs> try not to do that again. Um, <laughs> 
the bad experiences also teach me of the sovereign God who still loves me and gives me another chance. It gives me a chance to relook, rethink, refocus, you know, re-enter his presence to lay aside those things that I thought were important and, and to abide and be by his side and be one with him. You know, we lose our focus a lot of times and we can become distracted just by simple things, by the concerns of others. Uh, and when we get too engaged with the concerns of others instead of redirecting them to the purpose of Christ, we will find that we'll be consumed with the worries of the day that they have, not even your own worries. And that's not God's intended purpose at all. What he wants from us, he just wants surrender. I've said that word more than once. Surrender. Just let go. Just let God be God. When I dealt with um, esophageal reflux, I'll never forget that. And everything I tried didn't work. Even the things the doctors tried did not work. But what did work was when I said, okay, God, I've been doing it my own way. Now I'm going to let you see what you can do. <laughs> did you hear how I said that? I'm going to see what you can do. Like, I'm trying God. <laughs> we do it. And I was trying him, you know. And he offers us to try him and see. And see, won't he show us miraculous things, beautiful things that we had not even thought or dreamed or even imagined. And who could have thought that uh, someone who was suffering with such a painful experience could come out of it in a day of spending uncompromised, uninterrupted time with God. Now, can that happen for you? I say it absolutely can. But you have to decide, do I really trust him like that? Do I really, really believe that he can do anything? Come back and look at nature. <laughs> How he protects the trees and the uh, against the winds and the waves of, of weather. We have seasons here in Ohio, and when you look at the different seasons, you would think when the trees become barren, will they ever come back to life? Will, you know, the birds ever that have migrated, will they ever return? You know, will he watch over them and take care of them? And you'll find that they come back. And sometimes they come back more vibrant than ever. But sometimes during that time, as I think about nature, you know, you think about the whole pruning as I'm sitting here thinking about my own lawn as I look at the trees. We have some trees that need to be cut back because they've overgrown. And it reminds me of uh, John 15 when he talks about, I'm the vine and ye are the branches. He who abides in me bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And I think about how we cut them back because if you don't cut back the dead stuff, if God isn't able to take away the dead stuff from us, you know what happens? We potentially can die. You know, we don't flourish. And so he prunes us. Those bad times we experience, um, see, I told you through nature, you could learn a lot of things. Uh, the bad times we experience, God's pruning us. And we have to allow that pruning. You know, he says, can a you know, good tree uh, bear bad fruit or a bad tree bear good fruit? You know, he's grooming us to be the trees that he wants us to be. The trees that are planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves do not wither, you know. And these are the kinds of things that God is creating for us and has created for us. I sit and I look at um, the grass a lot of times. When we look at the grass, we think, oh, I got to cut it again. <laughs> it's growing again. But what if it never grew? What if we never grew? What if we stayed stagnant?
and in the same place, day after day, moment after moment. We wouldn't like that. That would make us redundant. And that's not living, that's existing. Um, that's just not experiencing life in the way God intended us to experience life. And he wants us to experience it in the beauty and the wonder that it, it absolutely is. We lose our focus and we get distracted when we take our eye away from our creator, when we take our eye off of our provision, when we take our eye off of the one who has done everything and will do all things, not everything we want, but everything according to his will. And surrendering allows us to understand what his will actually is. Sometimes it's tough though. Um, I'm not gonna tell you it is, it's always easy, it isn't. But there's something about experience. There's something about when you spend time with him that you begin to understand, even though it looks bad on the outside, that the outcome is gonna be good. Because we hear the word saying, for all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. And we believe that we have been called according to his purpose to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation and eternal life, the good news that when we die, those who die in Christ, that there is coming a day when the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. And so we understand that even in the bad times, there's good. That's why I encourage you this week, get out view nature. Look at how beautiful it is. Even the dandelions. I never forget the children at one time I was with daycare and they bring in the dandelions as if they're a bouquet of roses. <laughs> they love them. They see them as beauty. And sometimes we need to be childlike. We need to develop childlike uh, hearts because they're, they're innocent. They don't see. We are the ones that create their anxiety. They feel our <clears throat> frustration. They feel our pain. You know, I love how they, <clears throat> excuse me, like to collect insects. You know, they'll bring them in the house. Um, the kids, when my son was little, they used to collect lightning bugs or they would play with them outside. Can you imagine a bug that has light on his tail? <laughs> Who does that? God does. He creates bugs with lights on the bottom. Uh, over this Independence Day weekend, I was awed at the beauty of the sky and how it lit up with all of the fireworks. Now, some of you actually thought the fireworks were intended to last till one and two and three in the morning. <laughs> While I love the beauty of the lights, uh, we can all actually put those to rest and look at the beauty of the stars. They're, they're just as beautiful as, as those fireworks. And we don't have to wait until one time of year to actually observe and look at uh, that beauty. We can see it every night when that sky is clear. And even sometimes in wintry times, just looking up at the dark clouds and God allows you another year and another spring to see those clouds peel back. You know, um, there's a song that goes, um, in, in the midnight cry, we'll be going home. You know, he says, I can almost see the father saying, son, go get your children. At the midnight cry, we'll be going home. That's what I think about when I look up at nature at night. There's going to come a time when the clouds are going to roll back. Oh, God. Can you imagine him calling you? Can you imagine? Can you see him saying your name? 
can you see him just looking and smiling, saying, come home to rest? You got to pull up that song, Midnight Cry. I'm telling you, it'll, it'll take you inside yourself and it'll help you to understand and see this, the temporalness of life. And in the temporalness of life, how much joy there is in Christ, how much joy awaits us. I often believe that God doesn't show us what heaven really is like because all of us would be anxious to get there. I think sometimes he lets us get glimpses of it. He lets us see glimpses of it through his creation to see how beautiful it is. He lets us see glimpses of us in our children and the wonders and the things that they say and the things that they do. He lets us see glimpses of it when we see creatures, creepy crawlers all over the, 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 the grounds. You know, I wonder sometimes, why did he create skunks? I, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, or some of the uh, vicious animals that I've seen lately. Here in Ohio, eagles seem to be migrating more here, I'm being told. And uh, I was talking with a friend and she was saying that uh, she was sitting at Clarion Park, I believe it was, and the eagle just swooped down and like grabbed the fish right out of the lake. Can you imagine that? The eagles and all of their magnificent and beautiful beauty and you know, they're bald eagles. And you think about it, it's like, wow, um, we don't have to worry about them being able to take care of themselves or feed them. You know, we take creatures captive because we want to look at them and we want to, you know, look at the beauty and the awe of each one. But now it's like you, you look at them and God is saying, I take care of them, you know, and I'm taking care of you. That's why you have to go and sit in a park and see how beautiful creation is and how beautiful God is. Because when you look at the eagles, when you look at that, there is a hawk that sits on my uh, son's basketball uh, court. <laughs> the funniest thing, and my daughter-in-law was out with her dog one day and that hawk sort of swooped down. And you have to know my daughter-in-law, she is so afraid of birds. <laughs> but my son said he saw something go swoosh right by him. And it's my daughter-in-law. And we're like, well, where's the dog? <laughs> Every man for himself. So <laughs> needless to say, we look at these animals, they, they are able to fend for themselves and survive for themselves. And fortunately, my grand puppy wasn't his last meal or the latest meal that he'd had. But it just showed me um, that we don't have to worry about the creatures uh, of the land. God's got them. He takes care of them. Uh, we don't have to worry about our own lives. God takes care of us. We put ourselves in situations where we're worried and we're fretful and we, you know, we just don't know how, you know, when we think about how are you going to get through another day? You know, I'll give you a little brief insight into when I look back at the past. When I grew up, you know, I often wondered and thought about the way I live today that is that ever possible? And I find that it is. But when I look back, what it makes me think is that God loves me enough to give me a vision, a vision of what could be possible. Now, I had to work. I had to do some things. So don't think God just drops us, drop things in your lap and he's like this genie or in the bottle like Aladdin and you can rub it and he comes out and gives you three wishes because I guarantee you, you'd probably th pick three of the wrong things and one would counter the other. But mine was one that was centered in, God, I know you're there. And since I do know you're there, help me understand where I am. Help me understand my position in life where am I going? What am I doing? Am I really chasing after you? 
am I looking for you in, in all things? Am I, do you really care about me? Why am I in such dire circumstances? But in sitting in the quiet, because sometimes we don't listen to you, and we listen to you in the quiet. We can't listen if we're talking. You know, I've been talking a lot right now, but I'll tell you the truth. Um, when we are quiet, and I mean quiet, that means children, this is my time. Um, husband, don't knock on the door. Um, friends, turn your phone off and literally sit with God. I know it sounds, it sounds hard. I, I guarantee you if I sat just for 10 seconds, you think, is she done? Is there anything else she has to say? Is, is that it? Well, I have plenty to say, but God has even more to say than I do. And when he says more, you really, really want to listen.